Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 33 of Pop Culture Crisis. That is right, episode 33 already. I'm here with my co-host today. Why don't you introduce yourself, young lady? Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. And this time, I'm actually awake. Yep. Uh, What's funny is I was going to say, I was like, I didn't hear much in there. Give it again, Miracle, Mm -hmm. with a little bit more enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Hi, I am Miracle Sam, and I will destroy you. There that's perfect that is perfect and we have a slightly less enthusiastic co-host today or maybe she's more enthusiastic i have no idea mm-hmm. introduce yourself i'm hannah claire Brumlow. i'm a writer for timcast.com that is hannah claire not mm-hmm. hannah they are different things i'm a double first name she's a double first name that's uh, a burden for everyone else i guess or for me what if you no, got the last name roberts well H- hannah claire i guess roberts, roberts isn't really a first name robert is a first name well what i'm or always Roger. I don't say it's an active worry, but like mm-hmm. if I were to marry someone who has a hyphenated last name and then I like have a lot of names, that's the, the result. The but, we, yeah. She had an existential crisis in the office one day when we were talking about her name and she has since worked through it very, very well. It's really mm-hmm. hard. The thing is, the American legal bureau- bureaucratic system is not set up for people who have multiple names. So I've mm-hmm. run into it a couple different times. I take a standardized test. Yeah. Uh, do you remember like bubbling mm-hmm. for SATs or whatever? Like, yeah. I will run out of space regularly. Also, my name, my first name is legally or it's supposed to legally all be my first name, mm-hmm. but it's not hyphenated. Also, yeah. some legal documents you can't put a hyphen on. So like when you look at it, people think it's a last name. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. I don't need to burden you guys with my identity crisis. It's nah, just... You're okay. It's better than that one girl, like, where her mom's whole goal was to name her, like, the longest name in the whole wide mm. world. And there was... Talk like, about selfish. Yeah, and it wasn't even hyphenated. Her whole name fits, like, two pages. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> I've <laughs> seen a girl recite one on... Um, like it was on Oprah? Or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she seemed happy with it. The ones that I don't like are parents who are, like we're going to give you a ridiculous name. Like, I think there was one girl, I don't know if this one I knew, there was a girl in Australia who sued her parents, and I can't remember her name now, but her name was just so ridiculous, and she wouldn't go by it. She went by Jen and said something simple, and she le- got legally emancipated and was allowed to change her name because it was considered a, basically a form of child abuse. Mm-hmm. Why did the parent? did the parents ever explain why they did that? No, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, I don't know the other circumstances of her life. Maybe they were neglectful and didn't really take the responsibility of parenting. Mm-hmm. But they took the responsibility of naming them very seriously. They thought it would be funny. Um, you know, jokes at your child's expense are not really that mm-hmm. funny. There's a, an 
episode of the show Castle where there's a character named Bram Stoker. And he's like, my parents were both English majors. They thought the name would be funny. It wasn't. And here we are. Someone told me once that they knew a girl named... um, Shanda Amanda Lear but that makes her first name (laughs) Chandelier and I don't know if that was on purpose or not that's funny though is it funny or is it really funny I can't tell is it funny or child abuse I don't know I mean that one doesn't seem that bad but Mm -hmm. like are you naming her after an object or is it like when parents name their kids like Dior or like after a like luxury Mm -hmm. brand because they're like oh my child is fancy that is like the law. I'm not reading that. No, um, I'm showing Brett. So like if nobody can see on the podcast, um, I have my laptop open to the name that I was talking to with Hannah Claire. It's really long. It's over two feet long. And two feet. Her, yeah. That's what um, that's Doesn't what the article say. Her new birth. It says her new birth certificate is was two, her two her, feet. Her birth certificate. Her two birth feet certificate yeah. was because it had to go. It had to go this way. You couldn't mm-hmm. go under maybe. Yeah. But um, basically her whole first name is just one long word. And it looks like her mom had a typo and just did all of that. Just left it. I yeah. like am grateful for my name because mm-hmm. it's something my mom gave me. And in some ways, you know, it's it's unique. I'm not exactly like everyone else, but it's not like an impossibly unique name. You know, everyone mm-hmm. can spell it. Um, the challenge is always correcting people, which I have unfortunately think done on air to Brett. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which which is funny because I had gotten it right a bunch prior. You always get it. You are one of the best people. It's funny when you get it wrong because I'm like... It are was you okay. Are well, we fighting? When you're recording nerves or, or like, totally you know, fine. when you're starting a well, segment. It's different when someone tries versus when someone like I've had coworkers be like like act like I'm being high maintenance when I correct oh them. My which is God. sort of like not at this office, but it is sort of like but I would make an effort to pronounce your name correctly. Why would you not extend the same courtesy to me? Mm-hmm. You could be like it's Hannah Claire, not Hannah Claire. I would love to hear from other people who have either have a double they call them double barrel first names mm-hmm. or if they have opted to name their child that way like what makes mm-hmm. the decision well have you seen the movie it's like a netflix trilogy movie it's called all the boys um that i love or something like along the lines the girl her name it's basically like all the a, boys i've loved before thank you yeah thank you girl. like basically her name is hyphenated uh, not hyphenated it's, it's like a double jointed name and she thought one boy that she was she had a crush on had a double jointed name but he was like no you just called me that and i never corrected you that's funny Mm -hmm. when i went to college in texas it was much people understood it much more but there were a lot of girls who go by like first and middle yeah um whereas i ashley lynn i knew a mary paxton but paxton was a family name and it was legally her middle name whereas Mm -hmm. i have a separate middle name so it's a little bit different maybe Um, someday if you do actually mm -hmm. want to become high maintenance you can start using the middle name too (laughs) <laughs> I thought about it or just like insisting everyone call me by my entire name like if you can't just say the first two you've got to say all of them address Wait, me so as. what's your middle name i'm gonna keep it a secret okay. i can't tell the internet all of my details that's true you can't you, you can't know her legal government name oh my gosh can't even go into that yeah the summary if anyone is interested of my legal saga and then i'm sure we can move on because Brett's tired of this yeah. is that um, my paperwork's all messed up and I may have to get uh, a new birth certificate to correct them all. No, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be a day. We'll do a special episode when you do that. It's probably I'd have to pay the government money to oh, get of course. my name 
legally correct it. Of course. But I don't want to. They, they screw it up and then they make you pay them to correct it. So today we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Megan Fox and MGK being vampires. <gasps> uh, so mainly because I'm angry at the media for how they're reporting on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about fantastic... Also, I love a good goth moment, you know? Who doesn't love a good goth? She did Jennifer's Body. Come yeah. on. That's, that movie's incredible. That movie uh, was kind of weird. Uh, well, it wasn't as advertised. She, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're also going to talk about Fantastic Four, the impossible task of beginning to cast those characters. Uh, we're going to talk about Ricky Gervais and his thoughts on not ever hosting the Golden Globes again. Uh, we've got uh, female Zorro because, um, well, the CW hates money. And we've got, uh, during Podluck, my uh, very good friend here, Hannah Claire, gave us a story to talk about today. Why don't you tell people what it was? Um, I have a story for you about a luxury wedding bre- wedding dress brand attempting to be both eco-friendly and also i assume drive up business so my question is is this like one of those like female uh like hints at like a boy like uh you, I, like you think women? i'm hinting that i want you to marry me not me but whoever maybe somebody watches the show and like you know it's like let's uh, marry off hannah claire let's ma- yeah exactly and then oh man we can't do remember right. remember the meta- okay ugh, we, we shan't do that we were gonna at one point marry off miracle into the metaverse as part of the show <laughs> it was no, gonna be no 5k weddings. subscribers too yeah so we would be there already. You, you would be hitched yeah. in the metaverse uh, the is other that real life is that no. like when you get married and it only exists in vegas mm-hmm. yes basically and then we're we're also going to talk about uh, new charges. Uh, Kanye West just had battery charges laid against him. Mm. And then the Equalizer 3 is coming out, which means we're going to get more Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, a bunch of stuff on uh, on tap here today. So I want to just go ahead and get right into first segment. And that is Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged. I said yes. And then we drank blood. So Drank each other's blood, drank right? Drank each other's blood. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Keeping me honest. Sorry. I... Ugh. Sometimes I feel like Megan Fox is like this generation's Angelina Jolie. Do you remember mm-hmm. when she, she like is. carried around a vial of mm-hmm. that one guy's name, Billy Bob? Billy Bob yeah. Thornton. Yep. yep. And, she, and she was kissing her brother or something at, at some point. That makes her mm-hmm. Elon Omar. No, that, no politics. That, that, no po- Exactly. So uh, she's always, you know, Angelina Jolie's always been kind of a... Uh, Weird. A, a weirdo. But in, in a way that, like, I still, it, it works for me. Angelina Jolie is, uh, when we went and saw The Eternals, I made the comment, I said she has more charisma in her right pinky than the rest of this cast does in their entire bodies. Mm-hmm. She has that... Uh, Megan Fox or Angelina Jolie? Angelina Angeline. Jolie. She has the ability to command screen presence and make your eye, and draw your eyes to her in even the worst of materials that has nothing to do with her looks. It has to do with the uh, her charisma. Mm-hmm. And that's something that can't be taught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Megan Fox has a similar, if not slightly more modern, maybe more vapid version of that type of charisma like when I think of Angelina Jolie I think a little bit like I see her as like a little bit deeper I think of Angelina Jolie as having a lot I don't always agree with her but a lot of poise and Mm -hmm. she sort of and I don't know if that's because I'm more familiar with her now that she's maybe a little bit older and has kids and stuff than when she was younger Um, whereas Megan Fox I think of as um, I think she's really interesting, actually. And I think some of the vapid stuff comes from the fact that she is just basically so sexy. Like, she's a it sex is very, icon. It must be very, very hard But to, she's also, to like, kind of witty. Like, she's pretty witty, and um, she has, like, that cold, mean girl vibe, yep. which mm-hmm. people sometimes can't take their eyes off of. Yep, she does. Uh, and if anybody hasn't seen Jennifer's Body, I recommend everyone see that movie. Yeah. That, that, is her best, that is her best role. In Come my on, person. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as April O'Neil. That scene where, exactly, where she's... The real o- April O'Neil, Judith Hogue, drew that. 
Okay. Not, okay. Not the real one, but mm-hmm. an Etsy person pretending to be Judith Hogue as April O'Neil mm-hmm. drew that Cosplaying. one. Yes. Yeah, uh, but no, no. When I got that sent to me, okay, so a backstory. Since since you brought this up, yeah. uh, that, that drawing is from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. There's a scene where they're on a farm and Raphael is out cold in a bathtub and Leonardo is all dejected on a chair waiting for him to wake up and April O'Neil uh, is in while they're on this farm sketches does different sketches of all the turtles and that's one where uh, another character in the show or in the movie um Oh god, I always forget his name. Uh, Danny. Uh, he uh, he basically he's like, can I have one? Like he looks at these sketches later, and she gives him that sketch. So that sketch actually plays an important role in the movie because Shredder ends up finding out that he knows the turtles by finding that sketch. Oh. So um, when I got that sent to me, because I bought that off Etsy, right? And it got sent to me in an envelope labeled as from April O'Neil. So the person went like the extra mile to. That's cool. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I should have gotten there. I should have brought their information on here to shout them out on here. But that was very, very cool. And it even has the folds and creases in there, just like they have them in the movie. That's so cool. Like, I love that, like attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. That's um, like that's, I wouldn't like normally. I don't hang up, like like in my rooms. I, I used to hang up a lot of stuff. I don't really anymore. Uh, like almost to encourage me to not spend more time in my room than I already do. Mm. But something somebody puts that much attention to detail, I'm going to. So that was a little sidetrack. I apologize. No, you're okay. Um, well, I was going to say, if you want to talk about attention to detail, we could talk about the ring that Machine Gun Kelly gave. Yes. Yeah, her birthstone. So, so in this article, uh, and I got a, a message from someone the other day, or uh, yesterday, saying they wish that the full episodes were on YouTube because they yeah. like to read, they like to follow along, mm. along in the article. I'm like, we get mm. through like a half a paragraph and then just start vamping anyways. Yeah. Like, uh, they're like, Brett can't read that well let's get through just enough to get to talking and but we'll try to get through more of it so it says their love for one another and each other's blood (laughs) Uh, their love for one another and each other's blood keeps megan fox and machine gun kelly's bond impenetrable fox and mgk uh whose real name is colson baker uh, announced their engagement on social media Wednesday after roughly a year and a half of dating. Fox, 35, wrote that in 2020, the same month that the couple first went public with their relationship, the two sat under a banyan tree? What's a banyan tree? It's like, I don't know Is it anything a special about it. kind of tree? It looks really beautiful. I think its branches are pretty low, but okay. I'm not a nature expert. And they asked for magic. Quote, we were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. Uh, Peter Time Fox wrote, unaware of the work and sacrifices that what? Sorry, I got a stink bug while we were in. That's you I don't can, know what to do. You with can this. address it. Um, um, no, no, go back to reading. Okay. I, I'll handle this. This is the, that's um, which we name that one. Smith. They oh. all have S names. I'll be oh. back. Uh, unaware of the unaware of the work and sacrifices that the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off the love and the karma. So basically, it's like uh, a honeymoon phase. The movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they return to that spot for a special moment in a video posted by Fox. The two are seen kneeling down in front of another, uh, in front of one another, atop of a, a flight of stairs. Fox is wearing a sultry black cutout dress. MGK thirty one darning, donning, darning, uh, darning is uh, sewing. Right? That's like fixed mm-hmm. socks. Yes, uh, <laughs> donning a sparkling white and black top. So basically, like if you watch the video, it's actually kind of interesting. He's got like four cameras set up, and mm-hmm. I'm like, can we buy this? He's a, she's an actress. Look, look at this production value. She's an actress. How do we know that this is real? They they mm-hmm. he probably asked her somewhere else. I and think then the culture it. of like engagement videos, like 
are with YouTube have become and personal vlogs become a really big big production if deal. It was one camera like it's like why are there like there's always one at the beach. I'm like why are there four bags around me? Paris All of Hilton, them like hiding like cameras. Paris Hilton released her. Um, a, she has this reality show going. I think it's on YouTube, and I've only seen a clip of her getting engaged, and there are like three or four angles. I mean, I think there are some people who just know. Yeah. That guy should wear a GoPro on his head. <laughs> well, and you could contrast it to why do I know so much about this? Um, You're the one she, you, you brought us wedding dress topics for today, guys, so it I'm, makes perfect I'm sense. Here. I've had several friends get engaged recently. It might just be on so the brain. It's, it's on the brain. Um, but Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox are close to uh, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, who actually just got engaged. And you could sort of the video, the first couple pictures of the um, Kravis, I guess that's what their celebrity oh, is. Oh man. Mm-hmm what there were from a distance from afar i think he maybe has some but he had taken her to like a beach and set up some big thing um it wasn't a it didn't seem like they had specifically scheduled a videographer and a photographer to come and document the moment for them the celebrities don't have to they're famous enough they can just count on people being there to film them when i first saw a photo of it i was like is this a paparazzi like it looked like an iphone photo like of someone it was like outside a resort dude imagine Um, being able to nft that if you're the person who but the thing is like if you like if miracle gets engaged and Mm -hmm. tells me like i want it to be photographed and i want a video of it and Mm -hmm. i want to see my reaction like that's fine those are keepsakes from your moment okay then uh I, i would be a bad host if i didn't ask you dream proposal oh um when i used so my ex i told him what i can't believe i just asked that yeah like such a dork yeah so my we'll ask you too don't worry no i don't have it no no, no. go go yeah so i had when i dated my ex i had a dream that like i couldn't stand him being so far away from me because he was um a marine so i told him like um legit i had a dream where i picked him up from the airport and like we're like hugging having a moment and i told him i don't want you to be far away from me so will you marry me oh so you propose that's your dream proposal well like um because i always realize i realize like i don't want an engagement ring i don't want a big wedding anymore because like before when i was younger i wanted like this traditional wedding where it lasts like the ceremony lasts like seven days um and then like you the hell's got that much time well that's the traditional cultural yeah it's a um, cultural thing that cambodian people do where like first like you get a blessing from the monks at the temple and then you get blessings from both sides of the family and then after that there's a ceremony where they cut the bride and groom's hair it's like a big thing but now like people they're like we don't have time for this let's do this in all one day but that was like my whole dream and i wanted to have like uh four different um four different dress changes for this but can you just imagine being the guy in this like just like oh my fuck and he has to be dragged in too like i wanted matching outfits with him and he's but just like dude i gotta go i got a call of duty to play <laughs> I, I gotta hope get, he's not thinking about call of duty when go they're to, getting married I gotta, yeah. go to, I gotta go back to work so i could pay for this yeah yeah like you were but, the one earlier who told me that mm-hmm. what like the average wedding in america got like 40 grand i think it's 40 yeah. grand. i'll double check yeah. while we're recording okay. um but yeah that's like the whole dream that i had like where i proposed first but like would you still want to propose first or like was I that just in that relationship it was just in that relationship because that relationship really hurt me the most because mm-hmm. I actually like miss him still but it's whatever but um my new relationship with Charlie like uh I don't know like I'm just going with the flow for him he's like I'm gonna buy you an engagement ring and they're like you've been together for like two months Shh. so has Andy and Dawn that is true okay. <laughs> well, it's not goss- we're not a gossip podcast That's exactly yeah. uh your dream I'm 
very like sentimental Mm -hmm. so some of the stuff that machine gun kelly and megan fox are doing like under the tree that was significant to them like i could totally see like if you have a like i you know some significant location i like mm -hmm. i want to show the people the ring okay keep going like it sounds weird but like Mm -hmm. i like i love like hiking to peaks or cliffs or whatever yeah i could see like if you guys hike regularly doing it there or like if you are you know um one of my friends talked about maybe wanting to get engaged at like her boyfriend's parents house because that was one of the first places they had had like a very significant like future oriented conversation Mm -hmm. um i i think for me like i would just want something that is meaningful to you as a couple and Mm -hmm. shows like a level of like i know you and i have thought about our future and i can show you in these small details Mm -hmm. that went into this plan there was a, a really viral story, and you'll probably rem- probably remember this or <clears throat> this story because you're uh, you have your finger on the pulse of the news and stuff. There was a story about like uh, the like this couple got filmed while they were having their engagement. Uh, a guy proposed to his girlfriend at like a Kentucky <coughs> Fried Chicken. Um, I don't know this one. And this lady, uh, Miracle, can you look it up? Like yeah. guy pro- by propo- guy proposes to a girlfriend at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and like like a bunch of women responded like imagine your boyfriend uh proposing to you at kentucky fried chicken like mm-hmm. it's like the worst thing that a guy could ever do and someone's like maybe it's where they went on their first date um right? okay so what do you want me to um search up because i already had the articles right here okay uh, anyway, but basically <clears throat> what happened was uh this got posted on twitter and mm-hmm. this guy gets dragged for that and then like a bunch of companies stepped up to like pay for every aspect of the wedding because they probably That's had cool. their market their social media marketing managers were like dude this is KFC's a freaking like we will cater yeah, K, no that's uh, can you look at uh, KFC like I think KFC paid for the for part of it or there's like, like a that. popular um, I don't want to say trend but like people will sometimes bring out like a late night snack and it'll often be like the couple's favorite fast food so yeah. maybe KFC was like do not worry we have it yeah like yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll find I'm sure I'm the, finding it right it'll now it'll probably come it's up in, really quick so it happened at South Africa in South, so at a KFC in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So they probably don't eat much fast food in South yeah. Africa. So it was probably... Or if they eat tons of fast food, like, I, I think the thing about proposals is that, like, they need to be meaningful and significant to the couple. I do personally feel like I... I'm, I agree with Miracle. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure I want, like, a big wedding or anything like that. But I think the big thing is, like, you know, you're going to, as a couple and individually, tell this story for the rest of your life. Yeah. And... I am just emotional and sentimental enough to want to be able to be like, here is this cool story because we are like, we know each other so well, or Mm -hmm. he knows me, or he went out of his way to make me feel special. Like, yeah, you know, that thing, I think sets a really nice tone for marriage. Yeah. So do you want the stats? How much an average wedding costs? Oh, I wanted to see if kid, do you find KFC like paid for the wedding or whatever? Yeah. I'm looking at it right now too. Like I'm multitasking here. I'll say one other thing. Yeah. So, I might be skipping ahead in your article. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I talk about their ring or do you nope, want to read go it? Ahead, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. Okay, so I read this on social media. Machine Gun Kelly custom made her ring, which is not super uncommon, but mm-hmm. her ring is, he said it's basically designed to be like two rings intertwined yeah. as yeah. like they're thorns. Mm-hmm. And they're two, I think you'd call them pear-shaped diamonds yes. that yeah. are a little bit offset. It's sort of a weird heart. And one is an emerald, her birthstone, and one is a diamond, which is his birthstone. I actually really love this for a lot of reasons. I, first off, again, like I said, sentimental. I mm-hmm. love when people do things not because they're what, yeah. you know, culture. It no, tells you sure. what you need to do, but also mm-hmm. it's it's meaningful. It's thoughtful. That's true. Um, I think gemstone engagement rings are really cool. Mm-hmm. I think if you can get one, sometimes people don't get them because they are not as tough as diamonds. Um, but I also love that he, you know, made something 
unique for her and mm-hmm. i think so much of what they do as a couple seems like it's unique whether or not i would drink his blood afterwards like that's my own well, thing also i couldn't find anything about other than the statement and then we drank each other's blood that's what like, if they're just trolling it's us? such mm-hmm. a it's such a clickbait headline like well, i was like because we, we had a thing yesterday mm-hmm. where I, I pointed out the clickbait headline in that diane kruger article where yeah. she's like diane kruger blasts quentin tarantino for not wanting to hire her in uh in the inglorious bastards and then says, quote, fuck him. And then you find out in the article, she's like, yeah, before I got hired, I was like, no, fuck him. I'm going to get this job. And then she did. Now we're good friends and blah, blah, blah. It's the most. It's like cl- taking out of context. It's, yeah. com- it's like, it's like, how can you read stuff like that ever? It's like, it just proves you how few people. It's like, even you're not even safe from it in entertainment circles. Mm-hmm. No wonder celebrities don't take any of this crap. People say yeah. seriously. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, you argue with people on Twitter, but then you have these people who are supposed to be your allies in the industry misrepresenting everything you say. Mm-hmm. Well, also, she's like giving a quote like, yeah, before. I got hired I was annoyed like hey I want to get this job and then he hired me but yeah. then it makes it look like she's actually still yeah, angry like, did she still like that's not him. her fault that's that's, that's the, the magazine's fault yeah mm-hmm. so she then she's like she's got to call her friend Quentin because maybe she wants another role from him down the mm-hmm. line wants to be able to she's like I, I didn't say that mm-hmm. it's being taken out of context I think that drink it's blood his blood uh, comment was on both of their things so it's obviously some kind of weird joke again mm-hmm. I hate to draw the comparison everyone's drawing to mm-hmm. uh, Khloe Kardashian or uh, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker mm-hmm. they when they first like came out as a couple they had some a picture of like a note she'd written and they've said it a couple times like may we destroy completely destroy each other or something like that mm-hmm. like I think maybe this is part of this vampy goth couple aesthetic, so which I back. can appreciate as someone who has not attained it yet. It's coming back. But yeah, like, I back. feel like they just said it knowing that they're going to be mined for being mm-hmm. whatever. And, um, you know, we'll whether see. or not they actually drink each other's blood. That kind of reminds me of my uncle's like baby mama and him. Like basically, <laughs> I, I don't know if they're dating or not, but um, basically she said, oh yeah like everybody says we're not a good match and like they kind of believe in the chinese zodiac with like the animals she's like the year of the dragon he's the year of the dog not good match mm-hmm. right there um but she said we're um instead of heavenly um heavily match we're um hell match mm, yeah so she kind of brought up that match made in hell kind mm-hmm. of thing yep. in that dress right there megan fox is a good match for anyone <laughs> Yeah, but also <laughs> what's your dream proposal, Brett? Yeah, Megan Brett. Uh, exactly what just happened, but me and not uh, get out of here, MGK. Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah, um, Machine Gun Brett is here. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but do men think about like how they're going to propose? It seems like in this one, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly has like really thought out something. But, but also, mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't happen until you meet the person. But because mm-hmm. you're the doer and not the receiver of the proposal, you have to draw it in context of if I was to come up with that now, mm-hmm. that's just going to be my selfish idea of what my dream proposal would be. Heard the idea would be that it comes from. Uh, experience of the from the experiential like point shared. of both of you mm-hmm. of both of you so it Boyf doesn't make you. both of you so it's like Spudeman yeah uh, it, it, it's a uh, it doesn't make sense to think about it now plus I'm a dude and I yeah. just I just don't I feel like mm-hmm. it could be like it doesn't have to be all like it, if you like I, I'm trying to like think of something like if you were to like take a, your <coughs> girlfriend that you want to propose mm-hmm. to a significant spot in your life and that's like you know, I always wanted to take my future wife to this library I went to as a kid or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like, that could still be relevant. That and could still be men relevant. Men could still maybe have those things. Well, that's what um, Charlie did for me. Like, um, he wanted to take me to this restaurant that he grew up on oh, as a like, little kid. And, like, he finally took me to that restaurant. And he was so happy to see, like, the waiters and waitresses that still work there and that recognize him. And he remembers, like, the owner. And 
he was kind of upset she didn't recognize him but um they recognized his dad's name uh, no. but he he was so happy and he was like this was my dream like taking my girlfriend here yeah and like that's now, horrible yeah now you kind of fulfilled that oh that's um, nice now yeah. if you guys don't get married he's got to do that with every single girl mm-hmm. and the waitress are gonna be like another like, one another one really really yeah yeah mm. i feel like mm-hmm. that's something i we don't talk about me but the, like mm-hmm. something i struggle with is like uh, when things are special to me mm-hmm. if i'm dating someone i maybe don't want to share with them because it's like but what if you're not around forever exactly. yeah and that's like a challenge that i think when you're proposing to someone like being able to like go all out and be like i feel strongly about you like mm-hmm. if you're never if, if there's one time to do it it's when you're proposing mm-hmm. maybe yeah. when you get married i will say for them mm-hmm. the fact that they started this relationship during the pandemic is probably but a sign it's that, they weird. Can, that they can uh, stand each other because a lot of people uh, we were going to cover jason momoa's mm-hmm. divorce mm. um because uh now aquaman is divorcing catwoman's mom and that's yeah. just sad oh uh, no stepfather oh no yeah <laughs> please uh. Help me, stepdad. Uh, yeah, th- it's um, it's very sad. But uh, I imagine. But one of the reasons listed in like all of the speculation was like probably COVID concerns of people who are just like struggled stuck together more than they would normally be mm-hmm. during uh, the pandemic. You so. remember the article that I sent you? How they started dating? Basically, Machine Gun Kelly was looking for TV, um, like movies that megan fox was in he he was auditioning for them just to meet her he was like uh, i have to date her he's See? also younger than her That's by four a, years yeah so nice whatever mm-hmm. i don't know i like when people go out of their way to like like the thing is though like mm-hmm. that kind of thing could be weird like if she didn't like him That's what like, saying. Get out of this here. is one of those yeah. double standards where if he wasn't attractive to her then it's weird and creepy it's, but because he's attractive to her it's n- it's sweet and adorable right mm-hmm. i honestly have so much like presumably i mean miracle may ask mm-hmm. someone to marry her i probably will never ask anyone to marry me well it's because not like, that i wouldn't want it mm-hmm. but it's just not something i want to do for me during that time i was very impatient because yeah. this is when i was you like, were like 12 no i was 20 <laughs> i was 21 and he basically was, 12 and he was like one year younger than me we already had our lives set i was mm-hmm. in college and we already had a plan and how, he was wh- far from you like it yeah was, it, it, it mar- getting married was mm-hmm. hopefully like a resolution being able to be closer but yeah. i like what i was gonna say is I don't think I'll ever have to ask anyone to marry me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on men to like make the first move as a date or mm-hmm. like all kinds of things. But remember, and I just have so much respect for you guys. Like, I I realize how difficult and how not fun putting your out, yourself out there over mm-hmm. and over again must be. It's, and like, man, it's hats off the, to you. It's where the uh, the joke about like uh, men who just like holler at women on the street, right? It's literally a defense mechanism <sighs> to deal with the fact that you're going to get rejected like your whole mm-hmm. life. So a lot of guys do that because you have, if you have uh, any level of confidence, you have to be able to put yourself out there mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it is funny when people are like, why can't guys just be polite? I'm like, you can't win. Mm-hmm. Y- you lose either way. Yeah, yeah, I think there's like a fine line. Like you should read when someone is like really not feeling it. But like even like if we were all to go to a bar tonight mm-hmm. and like if you were to see someone, if, if we were all to see someone that we thought was attractive, you know, I know Miracle has a man, but like I probably maybe wouldn't, the expectation wouldn't be that I'd go up to someone, nope. a man that I'm attracted to and talk to him first. I did. Whereas with Brett, like, you're expected there might be more pressure and like again Mm -hmm. i just feel like we should all acknowledge that that's like not easy and when men can do it it's awesome yeah but no but actually i did that you remember our live event where i walked oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i did that because you kept on encouraging me to do it yeah i think that you can't like 
you should you don't have to chase everyone but like mm-hmm. meeting people in person is a skill and mm-hmm. i honestly like you said like machine gun kelly and um Megan Megan fox, fox you know their relationship has been during covid i don't know how they met but mm-hmm. like for so many young americans not being able to not even just like go out to bars or whatever like go out and socialize travel like they are you know it's harder to meet people mm-hmm. um and i think the skill of being able to talk to someone in person or get to know someone like mm-hmm. that is is important yeah so, for sure yeah i made me a miracle talk to a boy that's good yeah also um to answer your question about the kfc proposal sorry i i didn't want to wait so long but i actually found the part of the paragraph so this is from new york post from 2019 and they said coca-cola offered to sponsor the wedding wedding soft drinks rain south africa offered the a uh, couple unlimited data for one year another company is donating a 42 inch tv sony is giving them two 3d tickets and complimentary popcorn a woman offered to make a pair of traditional outfits for the event and one man who runs a jewelry store offered to make their rings that's so cool mm-hmm. i'm telling you all those corporations have like like they got the best of the best of like the new social media managers who are like listen this is a golden marketing opportunity mm-hmm. and then people are like corporations mm-hmm. do care no they don't but Wait, they just like, they saw an opportunity but, but they saw an opportunity <laughs> but cool for and, the couple and like that yeah. woman ma- hand making traditional outfits like that is cool yeah yep. also to continue um, a train co- uh, train company offered free rides to Cape Town for the honeymoon. Audi, um, yeah, Audi. Audi. My bad, I said Audi. <laughs> Audi South Africa offered them a ride, and then uh, airline offered free flights and five nights complimentary. See, mm-hmm. incredible. That's, yep, incredible. And then it keeps on going. One user, Facebook user, put a screenshot of all the offers in one place, so you can find this. That's wild. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, Marvel. The, we're going to talk about the impossible de- decision that is trying to cast for the Fantastic Four, um, which I really do think is, uh, given what happened with the last two iterations <coughs> of this, is probably going to be a, a very difficult process. But I like the first iteration of it. That yeah. one was kind of cool, yes. but then the second one was kind of trash. Jessica Alba is good in that. Ian, uh, I was forget. It's like Gold uh, Gogan or something. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. I was forget how to pronounce that guy's last name, but. He He's good in that one. But basically the article says, it says, a new rumor claims that John Watts' Fantastic Four reboot is currently casting the actors who will play the Marvel Cinematic Universe take on the characters. One thing about this is uh, John Watts, um, I do want to mention him, he is the director. He got tapped to direct here. And he is the person who just directed Spider-Man. He directed Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man No Way Mm -hmm. Home. Uh, So he's got a lot of hits under his belt. But a lot of people don't realize that this isn't going to be the same thing. When he was making Spider-Man movies, these were Sony properties, which mm-hmm. means he probably had a lot more leeway with what was going in those movies because they are not as organized as Marvel, uh, nor do they have as much of an agenda as Marvel does in their process. So the article, is, so for instance, he, he might have, I, I don't know how much of a say he would have in the casting process uh, at, at Marvel. He probably had more so at Sony. Uh, and when Marvel does this, they're, they're looking. These actors are going to be on contract for at least ten years. Hmm. Uh, most of these contracts, ten? Uh, they, I mean, seven. I think seven to ten years. Like when when they casted oh. for the show for the show Arrow in the Flash, they had to agree to a seven year deal. 
mm-hmm. uh, to do that. So you're signing away seven years of your life. That's wild. Uh, assuming it goes that long. But for Marvel, I mean, it's not like it's like a television show is far more time consuming. Like if this is like you, you're signing away 10 years of your life, but six in six month chunks mm-hmm. and they can use you whenever they want you for promotional material. You're basically at their beck and call. You can work on other projects, but they're going to come first. I wonder if mm-hmm. actors would rather be in like a 10 year contract for a TV show or if they'd rather be in 10 year contract for like an action movie. Uh, that I think that depends on the, what they're doing. What the, whether you were talking uh, lead, like I always think I always feel like the people who got it best with these are like the the people who played like supporting role characters because they're less there's it's less time intensive for their uh, their shoot days. Uh, but they're getting exposure. But, but, but they're, they're getting still exposure, do other projects. and they're mm. doing other projects, and they're still making good money mm. uh, to do stuff like that. I was reading um, when uh, Stephen Amell got hired to do Arrow. That is, uh, so he si- signs a contract for seven years, and it's eighteen-hour days, six days a week, every day for, uh, and you get like but three for, how, for, 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 like for nine months out of the year. Nine months, whoa! And you get three months off, but that's like usually that's two and a half months, really. And you and, probably still have to maintain like and whatever. He's, he's like he gets he, he got hired because this dude was a CrossFit dude who looks like uh you know which is like its own intensive time yes. commitment, right? So and that's the thing they have to constantly be working out. They're doing fight choreography. Mm-hmm. All this that's no, this is all in a you know not in counting the I think Marvel had a rule at one point that the men had to put on twenty pounds of muscle to play a character there. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't know if that. That's still true. There's this comedian who talks about like, you know, all you young girls, like basically it's like opening line is like, your daddy lied to you, you're not a princess. Like mm-hmm. you have to lower your expectations. But one of the things he says it's the during Bo Burn- it. It's a Bo Burnham uh, song. There's, a, there's another guy who does it. Okay. And he says like, you know, what you really need is a man who works hard, who comes home every night, who treats you correctly. Mm-hmm. I know you young girls are saying like, yeah, I want that. That sounds great, but can you also have abs? No. Men who work do not have abs. Men six, who work have an ab. Six feet, six inches, six figure income. That's so funny. I just love that line. Men who work do not have abs. They have ab. <laughs> they because have, like, but the thing is, like, men who are, like really work out and have lots of like, I feel like you have to go to the gym for like part time yeah. job status here. Yeah. That's also, the, I feel like they don't have a job. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you have to go to the gym four hours a day to maintain your body, like... You can get that as a job, but it has to be your job. You have to be good enough to to be a a nutritional advisor. Or maybe you're a a trainer. Or a trainer. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's a thing. But they're not going to date you unless you're... uh, Most of them tend to date people in the same field Mm -hmm. because uh, there's a lot of commitment and work that goes into that. Like, you do not see... Uh, dudes in the gym with girls who are like average looking and yeah. you don't see girls that are that uh, get famous on Instagram for working out with dudes that are average looking unless they have a lot well of to spend time together you'd like have to be going to the yeah. gym mm-hmm. like that doesn't so, it doesn't work another way so it's just funny because uh, some of the casting choices they had for this is they wanted you they want John Krasinski for Reed Richards and mm-hmm. they want uh, Emily Blunt for Sue Storm and that doesn't jive with that kind of she, she seems like she would be really unhappy doing that like that yeah. doesn't seem I like feel like they just want them both like now since um, yeah. uh, a quiet place they're like a package deal uh, mm-hmm. Krasinski said he would totally do it because Krasinski comes off as one of those guys to me who's like I'm a Marvel nerd he was yeah he was probably never a geek growing up yeah. but he's like but it's, I feel like he likes being a long-term character like since Jim and yeah. then he was um, that guy who's like a CIA he's operative. Jack Ryan he's yeah. Jack Ryan and that was like a long not season long two one. where they pretended the problem in Venezuela wasn't socialism mm. <laughs> right there's, accurate there's a really funny video so, where it's like here's the big problem with uh, with season two of Jack Ryan and they're like it's the damn industry it's really funny mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I would say Lena Headey 
for Sue Storm, possibly, or Stana Kattuk, uh Well, the question is, are they going to keep her as a blonde? Uh, I mean, they're not... Uh, they're not. They don't adhere to any of that stuff. I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. one of these people will probably be because remember they did, uh, um, fi- uh, they, they did uh, Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. in it, that storyline was so stupid because they said Sue Storm was adopted. Yep, that was how the only way they could do it. Well, that's what they're doing in a lot of movies now, so that they can uh, race and gender swap characters, like or mm-hmm. like in that movie the Ambulance that's coming out where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's like. He's like he's my brother, and the guy and he's it's like a black guy, foster brother. And he's like he's like we're he's a do- we're we're foster brothers. I'm like oh that makes that makes more sense, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That it, that that's a new character, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But when you do it to these characters, people people get annoyed, and mm-hmm. that's so it's Marvel, so that's likely what's going to happen. People will get annoyed. Um, I, I would like to say that for Watts, he's going to have a harder time directing uh, a, a Marvel product because Marvel is the thing is the reason they hire un uh, like under qualified directors mm-hmm. is because really it's it's Kevin Feige making the movie because he's the one in charge of all of the it's Kevin Feige. He's the he's this he's in charge of Marvel Studios. Mm. He's the one who outlines everything and, and basically has the game plan that keeps everything on track. So if they hire well known directors who want more control over the property, that doesn't abide. So they tend to hire people. It's like independent directors with like one good Chloe Zhao. Okay. A couple of good films under their belt, usually indie and smaller, but they don't have the pedigree to be able to have control mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. every aspect so of the So it's like not exactly a territory dispute. It's we- yeah, it's weird too because they ha- they hired Sam Raimi to do Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and he's absolutely a, pe- a director with pedigree mm-hmm. who can uh, make but demands if he wants. Maybe to. that story is more complicated already, so they need someone who has more strength in their like vision I guess uh, I think there was a story also that he wanted to do a Doctor Strange movie like in the 90s so they oh, brought him on cool. to yeah so uh, a good another good marketing moment <laughs> yep. exactly I, it's like it's, it's finally made it happen but then there's this story I, I want to talk about uh, the reason why this is funny for John Watts and why casting was so difficult is uh, Josh Trank who directed the 25th the 2015 disaster yeah uh, basically melted down on uh, like it it goes down in history as a legendary fall from grace for a director. It says on August seventh, twenty fifteen, hours before his hundred and fifty million dollar hundred and fifty million dollar comic book reboot, Fantastic Four opened at three thousand nine hundred ninety five North American screen screens. Director Josh Trank mashed the self destruct button. A year ago, I had a fantastic version of this. He tweeted in blind rage, and it wasn't, and it would have received great reviews. We'd probably we'll probably never see it today. That's the reality. Provoked by a review suggesting that Fantastic Four be studied, quote, in film school as an example of what not to do, oh. the director uh, fired off 138 vicious characters without so much as a reread to catch his typo. The responses were immediate. He had champions who praised the gall it took to slap back against the man. Uh, you don't get to work for, like, these corporate. You're not going against the man you are the man if you're Mm -hmm. working for these studios it's a it's like it's art i'm like it's corporate art at best it's still (laughs) art but it's corporate well and like when you sign your contract you know that you are part of that unit you're not independent you are not Mm -hmm. independent so it's not 100 it's a it's weird it's like this is a this is a lifelong discussion that will go on forever the the inner where art and commerce intersect right right so what can you do it says well and like if he's part of like the marvel universe he's directing one movie but Mm -hmm. then there's other stuff going on and this would have been this wouldn't have been marvel this would have been uh fantastic four would have been fox at the time because uh 
uh, Marvel had to sell off a lot of their characters in the 90s. This, the film rights to a lot of their characters. Okay. They just recently got it back because now Marvel has so much money. They just bought They just bought 20th century. Uh, Disney's like, we'll just take 20th century Fox. This is ours now. We want them back. And somehow avoided uh, any type of like, um, what do you call it? Uh, when For like a corporation, a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Avoided any type of... Uh, What's that called? It's not a monopoly. I mean, it is a monopoly, but what do they call that? Uh, antitrust. Mm. There was no antitrust. Uh, they reviewed it, and we have reviewed ourselves they and found become. that we did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the the uh, it's, Okay, let's start here. It says, he had champions who praised the gall it took to slap back against the man and detract... that me or somebody else? It was me. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Uh, he had champions who praised the gall it took to slap back against the man and detractors who thought the whole episode uh, was maybe a little gauche. Uh, drowning in a sea of notifications, Trank finally picked up the phone where, when his manager called. Quote, he was afraid of what uh, was going to happen to me, Trank told me of the dizzying moment. I was messing with one of the most powerful corporations in the world. Trank was an obvious candidate to reinvigorate Fantastic Four for 20th Century Fox in 2010. The studio plucked the then 26-year-old filmmaker from obscurity to direct the micro-budgeted Chronicle, the story of three high schoolers who gain, uh, who gain and are torn apart by Superman, by superhuman power, gave Trank the power to rewire the found footage. So it was like a, a found footage version of a superhero movie um so again there's that term again plucked from obscurity meaning we can control you mm-hmm. um so this guy's career basically melted down after this because these mm-hmm. tweets mean like he, he kept going back and forth with these people and you're just not supposed to do that right uh there's a lot of failure to be graceful in these industries mm-hmm. uh i understand because art is so close to your heart even if it's corporatized art it's still close to your heart because it takes long hours and a lot of uh effort goes into making this stuff so you're defensive mm-hmm. uh but for th- for him it seems more that the studio constantly interfered and made this awful movie out of it mm-hmm. like like what happens with a lot uh i was going to talk today about it didn't really fit in with this story about there's a, a show on hulu called woke yeah and there's this great um, piece, and I'm gonna. In fact, I'll tell you guys about it. Uh, there, this show was created by a woman named Aisha Carr, I believe is her name. And the story in this article from the Daily Mail is basically she was brought on to do a, a show that satirizes woke culture. It's about a, a black comic strip artist in San Francisco. So it's like both supposed to be satirizing both people who are woke and people who are anti-woke like racist and Mm anti-racist and then as soon as they wrote eight episodes they they thought it was even keel it it addresses both sides and then the production notes come in and they're like you can't uh, you can only make fun of the the straight white men Mm -hmm. Uh, and then and then what they did when she's like I I like it this way they fire her and they bring on a white guy to direct it Uh, and then when the show's about to premiere and when the show's about to premiere they bring in a black guy as like a figurehead and then fire him right as season two gets uh, approved so these studios are in, you will never get away from meddling mm-hmm. from from these companies. Right. That's just a, that was just the most recent example I could think of it. Uh, it makes sense to me that the studios, you know, on some level, are always going to meddle. I also wonder if this. I don't know a lot about this story, but um, you know, if you were to produce something and then they basically completely change it, mm-hmm. would you, as an artist, want to sign your name to it? Exactly. Well, that's what they did to. Uh, Zack Snyder. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's why the the theatrical cut of 
both Batman vs Superman uh, and the Justice League are almost unintelligible because the yeah. studio, uh, his vision was a much longer movie with much more depth. There's an argument to be made that longer isn't necessarily better. A lot of people don't want to sit in the theater for three hours, right? Mm-hmm. But that was his vision that they hired him on for. But then they cut it down to about an hour, uh, like to from about three minutes and fifteen seconds in Batman vs Superman. Well. To about uh, two minutes, two hours and thirty minutes, mm. and all this context is lost. Mm. So you go to the movie in the theaters, and they do this for financial reasons. They mm-hmm. can get more show times in a day if they cut the time length of the movie down. That's right. The whole so like, if they, it's a certain like, they can you know, just fit more two hours in. and fifteen minutes than. You yep. control. Okay. So uh, what you get is this unintelligible garbage that makes no sense, and then they release the director's cut, and you're like, wow, that was. That actually makes a lot more. Maybe you yeah. like it. But maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. But at least it makes sense. Yeah. Right. It's so like it, a different product at it, that point. Exactly. So now what they're doing here is like I can already see this issue. Where one thing Marvel will do well is they'll probably cast fairly decently, if not uh, politically correct, and they'll streamline the process. But I do believe that this new director will probably have to take a back seat the way that uh josh trank didn't find a way to do gracefully uh in his uh in his run with Mm. the with the fox versions of these characters so we'll we'll see where this goes it should be interesting but studios will always be involved and there's no way when you like i said when art and commerce intersect unfortunately the the benefactors always get the final say Mm -hmm. um and they're going off of uh uh, they're going off of studies and um, surveys and all sorts of corporate metrics that they run to try and figure out what they believe people want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked yesterday about uh, Superman and Lois and how yep. I feel that it's already taking like a uh, season one was incredible and season two, the start of it feels like they didn't pay attention to what made it work. Uh, we'll see. Like that could be wrong, but yeah. So we'll see. Um, who'd you do for Reed Richards? I like I like Krasinski. I, I kind of like that idea, but if they want to be funny and double book somebody, maybe Zachary Levi. Ooh, they mm-hmm. could do, that's actually a really interesting one. Good mm-hmm. call. Um, I think, uh, gosh, him and him and Krasinski are almost the same face now too because yeah. they're both like they both bulked up for their roles. So really, yeah, mm-hmm. like they they're both they both they were both very skinny in their previous roles. He was very skinny in uh, the Office. Krasinski yeah. was, and uh, Zachary Levi was super skinny, skinny in, in Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, so that's but the actress who plays as is it Sarah the Chuck's love interest uh yeah Sarah she, Walker yeah yeah Yvonne Stefanski uh she was the, yeah she was the Susan Storm right in the first movie no was she was she, she looks she looks like it I'm gonna look it up we're gonna Brett let's go fact check me live she's awesome too yeah mm-hmm. she's another one who's got, who can absolutely pull off these roles because she's uh she's done that type of stuff her whole life mm-hmm. um she was in 24 that's what the other thing besides Chuck she was in yeah. that, that awful 24 remake um i'm not do you know what year it was uh nope let me search up i'm not seeing it i I don't remember her being in that but i could be i could just be like memory holding that she was dexter in the original she was in the original dexter series and she also played uh oh it was jessica alba okay yeah i was like what i was like I thought I was losing my mind there. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we'll see where it goes. Uh, but I think that that could be an interesting. Uh, the casting will be a that'll be an event where like they'll likely like release one cast member's name yeah. every time they cast one of the characters. So I don't know. Uh, like I said, it's it's funny to see where uh, art uh, and commerce intersect in these in these billion dollar properties. And the X Men and the Fantastic Four are both billion dollar franchises waiting to be mined once mm-hmm. they once they release this stuff. 
so and then for susan storm they should um cast the girl that played as liz uh, from i zombie oh uh i forget her name hold um, on as Liv from my zombie, right? Liv. Uh, Rose McIver. Yes, um, thank you, McIver. Yeah, she's good. Or no, act, honestly, the girl who plays Ali Machaka, the the mm-hmm. girl who plays. I, the thing is, though, is like when you're doing that type of role, there is uh, unfortunately like a divide between a television level actress, what they consider to be a television level actress, and what they consider to be a movie level actress. Well, she knows how to act in movies. Y- y- Yvonne mm-hmm. Strahovski, the one you mentioned earlier, she's kind of broken that barrier a little bit. She mm-hmm. does more movies these days. But yeah. uh, in general, like I, I would think that they would go with somebody with more uh, film credits, or, like more recent film credits. Who's the one who's in The Witcher? The 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 new lady from The Witcher. Like I, I said, Lena Headey from uh, Game of Thrones would mm-hmm. be good um, as Sue Storm, though she might be. They might consider her. This is not me. This is them considering. Oh, uh, which girl? Uh, the uh, Cersei. Uh, Cersei. Oh, uh, Freya Allen. The older one. Yeah, yeah. It might be Freya Allen. Uh, season two of The Witcher. I, I stopped after like episode three. So yeah, because it didn't interest you. But if you watch the prequels before, um, before like the actual Witcher series, it makes more sense. Well, and I like the storylines more. The goal is to make your your movies so that you don't need to watch the prequels. To mm-hmm. to it's, it's it's like I can watch the X Files movie having never seen. You, you could watch the X Files movies having never seen the X Files and still understand what's going on. Well, like. I don't know. Uh, I just like Henry Cavill, and it's kind of sad that season two is meh. Yeah, he's the best part of it, mm-hmm. so that's okay. So I say we talk about Ricky Gervais. Yay. Ricky Gervais. Is he going to host or no? No, he's not. Uh, oh, no. I want him to start his own award show. Yeah. Oh, that's a really like good idea. I feel that would be idea. so funny. Oh, my God. The Golden Gervaises. <laughs> right. Or just because, yeah. like... The Gervais Awards. Gervais is a very... Uh, you can get a Gervais- Gervaisian. Yeah, a Gervaisian award. Like a medal. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is a fran- fantastic yeah, I, idea. I don't know why he doesn't. I think it was so great when he like called out award shows. I mean, that's why it went so viral. It resonated with so many people. And last time we was on, we talked about, are they are award shows even necessary? The, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I brought this up today. is because like, we had this discussion. Right. And to that extent, like... If we were to make award remake award shows, I know you have to read the article. I'm just going to give my little soapbox here. No. If mm-hmm. we were to remake award shows, like who would we want? How would we want to do the polling? How would we want what categories we want to recognize? And I feel like most it would be followers cool. on TikTok. Yes, that's how I value someone. That's value exactly. something's artistic create. Yes. You know, well, wait. But it would be true. interesting to see. You know what? I think just Ricky Gervais should get behind this and start a new, he should. better award show. What if he doesn't even care? He's like, I don't care about people. Well, like Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. People now really... No, people hate Rotten Tomatoes They now. hate it, but they also use it as a metric. I mean, how many times do you see the opposite. What, the, what the critics say and then people, what, what people people's like, responses? Oh, the critics hate this movie. I'm going but to it, it this weekend. But it's don't Rotten Tomatoes, don't they have that thing yeah. where it's like... here's The, the aggregator, the, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is like... I don't know. It can be very telling. Realistically, mm-hmm. uh, Metacritic is a better uh, is a better oh, okay. gauge of like yeah. what you're actually looking for. Uh, but it says right here, uh, right here. It says Ricky Gervais asked the Golden Globes not to offer him to host uh, the role again. This is what they were were they considering. He's him? such an everyman. Like I love this yeah. about him. He's like he, he's like Ricky Gervais says he told the Glo- Golden Globes not to ask him to host mm-hmm. the awards again. Uh, the comedian has always uh, had a knack for quitting while he's ahead, while others have made the 
mistake of taking gigs and renewing sitcoms for too long, driven by financial incentives and popular demand, but sullied by a dearth of fresh ideas and a loss of impetus. So there's no reason to do these things anymore, but we're going to keep doing them because they make us money. Mm -hmm. uh, though bold decision-making, Gervais has continually managed to leave people wanting more. Hence, he said his fifth time hosting the Golden Globes in 2020 would be his last. The 60-year-old was fantastically fearless as the controversial compa how do you, uh, compare? C-O-M-P-E-R-E? Compare. Compare? Okay. Uh, I don't even know what, the, what that, is that is. Is that another word for host? I'll look it up. Uh, roasting the, the world's biggest celebrities in a way that only he can. His monologues were a huge draw for viewers with the latest ceremony boycotted over a lack of diversity and not even televised. As mm -hmm. such, you'd imagine there'd be plenty of people who'd like to see him back at the helm. There was the thing about Tom Cruise boycott. He sent his Golden Globes back that he'd already won. Like, talk about epic virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be the Golden Globes could offer me $10 million for 10 minutes work, you know? And I'd be an idiot. I'd be a liar to say I wouldn't consider it. So he's not even, he's like, my morals are too high, strong. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah if they offered me $10 million for 10 minutes work, I'd, I'd absolutely do it. So it says, uh, the seven-time BAFTA winner told Lad Bible. But at the moment, given I've done it five times, uh, it got better and better for me. I enjoyed them, but it got better, and I'm planning to never do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've asked them not to ask me because I can be persuaded. <laughs> that's true. You know, it's not a principle. So he's very honest. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very honest. Like, you know, like, I'm not doing it again on principle. That's what all these actors pretend to have. They pretend to have these principles. We're like, I'm going to send back my golden globes over a lack of diversity after I won them. Like, you, already, like uh, you still count, even if you send it back, you still won it. Like, even if you don't possess the physical statue, he's not, we're announcing his golden Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's. There's, yeah, d does the second place person from those years officially get that statue now? Do they, do they move it down? There's a funny thing. Remember, this is all over lack of diversity. There's a, a thing called Oscars So White. And they did this study where they, they look through the Oscars and they want to find out uh, how white people have won all of these Oscars, right? Mm -hmm. And they, and they've, they, they come down to it and they find out that, uh, Black, uh, African Americans have won twelve percent of the awards. <laughs> Literally, almost exactly, they're uh, proportional they're, to the they're proportional to the population. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like it's all virtue signaling. Regular people like you and me do not care about award shows. I care about them as long as I can get stuff to talk about out of them because that's actually funny to me but I don't give a crap who wins the best movie of the year like it's it's always them patting it's literally themselves dislocating their shoulders from patting themselves on the back and I mm -hmm. never think about a word show and think like you might get one or two funny monologues especially in the stage that like spend some time circulating the internet but you know I don't humor is dead to these people I don't seek it out I also don't think that like you know, you can't bring in a big enough name to make someone watch an award show these days. Like, mm -hmm. I would not want... You would have to change... It'd have to be, like, internet celebrities. It's like, it's like because they're falling, and it would be someone who is trying to climb their way up, and they happen to pass at the same level of influence and relevance. Yeah. But more and more, like, there are... There's no one that I would be like... I can't. They would have if to Donald Trump hosted the Golden okay. Globes, mm -hmm. I would watch it. Okay. But like that's because that's obscure. You wouldn't expect it. Like, you know, if the Queen of England hosted an award show, I would also oh, watch would it. Be you know, like Miracle anyone love that. Mm -hmm. who we're not expecting. But you, I wouldn't watch it for Kevin Hart. I wouldn't watch it for Ricky Gervais. I wouldn't watch it. I I like Bill Burr. I don't think I would watch it if he were hosting. Like, 
Because you know they're gonna, they're not gonna let him be himself. Well, and it's not enough to make me want to sit through the rest of it, which I don't care about. Yeah, because he's gonna get his monologue at the beginning, and the rest of the time it's just going to be uh, really crappy skits. God forbid they bring Jimmy Fallon or any of those late no. late late night talk show hosts are de- it's a dead medium right now it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. what's that the joke well, so stale There's the comment is always it's like they don't tell jokes for laughs they tell jokes for claps they, right they, they do not it's not meant to be funny it's meant to be uh, it's like haha look at me how good i am yeah well and i feel like oh my god if you've watched one you've watched them all like yep. i know they all kind of they they are influenced by each other which is understandable but like they are really following the opening monologue the the desk and then i sit here and now some of them have some games and as soon as one of them has some funny game they do with the guest the next one does it too and they're all really just to be become clips on social media on mm-hmm. youtube was that you guys i was talking about with about how they need to bring back how mean tweets was good because it dressed down celebrities you, we're talking yeah, yeah yeah so like celebrities it's just people don't care anymore like your people are infinitely more fascinated by influencers on tiktok and influencers on social media than they are actual celebrities yeah Yeah. i think so i also think that like some of that comes with the curiosity people have about people's lives like if you Mm -hmm. follow a vlogger you expect to see maybe the inside of their home or what they're doing in a day they are selling kind of them in a day-to-day sense and i actually respect celebrities who are there you know to do to perform and then they mm-hmm. want to have their private life Privately, i can understand yeah. that they don't want that yeah. but you know all in all i don't want i you know wouldn't it be funny if we advertise like the accountants of america's <laughs> annual awards that's like awesome that might be more interesting like, i might there, be there's more probably some really funny right accountants. or like you know if silk i don't really you know there's a lot of problems with silicon valley and like the culture's mm-hmm. there but if Silicon Valley had an award show. I would probably watch that because there's other interesting things. Like once you've seen who one award show, who microdosed the most acid this year to get their brain. That, that's the big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Or yeah. like the thing about award shows is like the people who give the awards. I don't know that they're representative, representative of me or my beliefs or my interests. Whereas if it's like watching an industry I'm not familiar with present awards to their top people, I actually feel like I would learn something. I yep. would be like, oh, that's interesting. I want to read more about that. One thing they could do that I think would be a, it would be a virtue signal for one year. Do not televise the 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 acting portions of it. Televise the uh, the awards for the industry members, mm-hmm. for the ones who win it for lighting, the people who win it for uh, um, technical design, for uh, all the aspects that go into making a movie that have nothing to do with the on screen performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because there's thousands of industry awards, uh, ev- like. V- show that one year let them have their glory Mm -hmm. it's a total virtue signal but i bet you people would be pretty interested to like see them maybe take a step back and humble themselves a bit yeah and have celebrities present the awards to these people Mm -hmm. that would be interesting like do you know how time magazine i assume they're still doing it they'll do like i think it's people of the year yeah they do person well they do person person but there was one for a while i don't subscribe to time magazine anymore so i don't really know what they're up to but there would be like uh people writing essays about someone they felt like should be recognized Mm -hmm. so like you might want write one for miracle Mm -hmm. and you would say like miracle does all these things and she's so interesting i think taylor swift wrote someone you know michelle obama would write one for someone else Mm -hmm. and it was kind of interesting to hear that perspective again not necessarily like i agreed with every single nomination or whatever it was Mm -hmm. i would be curious to hear like you know uh please name an actor yeah who is significant you know tom holland yeah 
if he could pick one person in Spider-Man, not another actor who he felt like their work made the film. That I would be, be curious good. to hear who he would be, yeah. right? Be or um, You should go pitch this. Right now. I, you can go I, join the Hollywood machine. Aren't, aren't you the guy I pitched these things to? Yeah. The thing is, if any of this happens, I just want you guys all to save this clip. Remember mm-hmm. that these were my ideas. Ricky Gervais, I, if you make your own award she, show, yeah. I better get an email. I want a Gervaisi. Yeah, I want a Gervaisian medal right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Here's a, this was a, a, f- of interest. It says, Ricky Gervais asserts people are getting sick of celebrities using their influence to virtue signal. The people with nothing become tired of being lectured by people who had everything. And then they're just referencing the 2020... Uh, uh, his bit in 2020 Golden Globes. Funny how like Hollywood is like uh, like all those celebrities look askance at that clip, but they certainly monetize the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> well, R- Gervais is, is not hosting this year. He did have some pointed comments to the about the award ceremony and those who attend them while speaking to the Sun. They're not even. They're trying to get through. The, wait, yeah, they're trying to get through this and start again. I don't think anyone's been invited. It's not even a ceremony. Said Gervais uh, regarding these Golden Globes, assessing the event could come back stronger than ever be loved again or it could be the last one i think it's the last one mm-hmm. to me it's, I, all of this stuff what it reminds me of is like the met gala where you see all the the peon workers in their masks and you see the celebrities r- roaming free that's what award shows are to me the met gala is disappointing to me i actually really love fashion and i think uh, a lot of i i like thought i wanted to go to fashion school at one point in my life yeah. um the Met Gala is disappointing because now it's um, less about the clothes and mm-hmm. like it's it's in support of the costume gallery at the Met, right? And it's all about the viral moment, which mm-hmm. I understand gives exposure. But like last year, it was America themed. I could go on a whole rant about this, so I'll, I'm gonna keep brief. But it was uh, the theme had to do with America, and mm-hmm. like the most nod to it, most celebrities gave was to wear something by an American designer when it's supposed to be a costume it's supposed to have a more dramatic which is so dumb i think after they had one year that was heavenly bodies mm-hmm. and the things these people wore like if you're gonna be a celebrity who's at an elite event mm-hmm. for me taking in the content i have to be stunned by the fact that you're basically wearing art especially to the met gala costume institute benefit mm-hmm. and i think since heavenly bodies really things have just kind of fallen apart yeah uh, i don't know if the, the themes have been too ambitious or what but it's just not the same well it's also um my opinion is like now they have newer celebrities that don't really have creativity in that area Mm -hmm. because like they have costume designers or they're afraid to take the risk Mm -hmm. you know i think especially with last year Mm -hmm. you know they don't want i watched uh, someone comment on and they're like i know it's like don't always want to be in support of america which like i have my own opinions on but you know you limited yourself and Mm -hmm. and as a result it was boring and in this sense like most of these i know this is exactly what i was saying last time but most of the people behind award shows i think kind of all think the same way so Mm -hmm. they pick the same movies or same things and they don't represent what i as the person they're trying to make money off selling me this Mm -hmm. televised stream it's a bubble interested in it's a bubble they're in a bubble and it's uh, they're on the inside looking out uh not realizing how different uh the outside world is Mm -hmm. is to them Uh, one thing that was funny 
uh, off topic was there was a, a post on Instagram where it says like it was a, a side by side comparison of like women from like the AVN which is like the adult film video network like their yeah. like award they show and then more classy yeah they were the dressed way one. classier than like the women at like the I don't remember what the it was like um, the it's actually Oscars like or, the Oscars yeah or but yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it was just really funny they're like all these women are just dressed like they're just regular gowns uh, mm-hmm. fairly conservative and the and, uh, Megan Fox is wearing like a see-through outfit and they're like the see-through dress thing was really popular at award shows in the past mm-hmm. couple years i think uh zoe kravitz maybe wore one yes. yeah the thing is like you want to do that that's fine i am all for your right to dress that way but i am just i think it's you know i think there are there's you have that kind of influence and money mm-hmm. to be able to get something created by someone who is a really talented fashion designer or seamstress or anything like that like there is so much more you could do it's just a wasted opportunity well in my it's kind of dumb because they don't have a lot of creativity like this one uh fashion designer i sent you an article about lizzo wearing it it's like a new trend where they wear these dresses that are basically see-through and it's like a white fabric but they call it so the artist who made it she said no it's based on body fluids like of the woman and it's supposed to drape on you it's like every dress is unique to every person they're not the same but it's just one piece of see-through fabric that is white and she said it's like the woman's fluid and i'm like dude you ran out of ideas get out of my face no Mm -hmm. i just you know i I really i watched this interesting Mm -hmm. show called dior and i which was um it's about the Mm -hmm. man who took over the atelier for dior and his first Mm -hmm. show which he had eight weeks to produce Mm -hmm. fashion is technical it's a technical engineering skill there are so many things that go into making fabric work mm-hmm. and the print that goes on them and how they, it's so fascinating and mm-hmm. if you that's why wear, i respect uh, them more but like um but like new fashion artists that are coming out that i think is very lazy like they produce something that's very lazy and copycatted i don't really respect them and all these celebrities are like throwing their money at it because it's like the trendy item and it's like oh i'm making up statement about the women's body yeah there's a line in dorian gray and i can't mm-hmm. quote it correctly but it's about how art these days has become more about the artist and putting themselves into it and a true mm-hmm. artist wouldn't yeah. do that i think fashion and award shows and the content that they're judging is mm-hmm. similar like stop giving me your political idea tell mm-hmm. me more about what you're the subject that you're creating like fashion should be about the person you're dressing right yeah they uh they've made similar uh notions about in comics uh they no longer and in movies a lot of times they don't hire directors they cast them mm-hmm. yeah because uh they fit uh some type of message that they're trying to send and they're going to parrot that same mm-hmm. message so you're not uh, it's not about the clothes it's not about the comic it's not about the movie it's about the message that that person wants to convey to mm-hmm. to the world because i don't even know why it's not good marketing people don't buy into it so mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me well it's also like again as i said like a lot of people are running out of ideas like um as everybody knows i went to college as a studio arts major and like everybody doesn't have a good idea like for me i'll i'll throw myself under the bus too because like pretty much i said this in one of the classes it was my senior class and they said like um do you think like it's okay for people to like copy other people's art and call it their own and i'm like yeah because basically art like a lot of artists to this day we copy everybody else's art we're not original like um i threw down um this one guy who was a painter he copied his art um style from this one guy that's his name is also francis bacon he's a very uh he's a very good artist when it comes to horror but like a lot of it is like very messy and dirty it's like streams of artwork and Mm -hmm. then like postmodern 
art is very lame like you just have splotches and they call it art while you have this beautiful mosaic piece that was made in maybe the 18th century and it's not considered like good art anymore postmodern cons- art is awful it is and like that's why postmodern architecture is worse oh, yeah. yeah it or, is uh, or uh, postmodern um, like uh, decor maybe mm-hmm. worse than any of it I don't need a chair that looks like a big red clown nose I don't yeah. yes you do I don't know like for <laughs> me I just think it's stupid like a lot of the art like how art is going like towards this kind of way I think it's really stupid it's very redundant I wish people were more creative and more like fierce by jumping out of the conference zone like get out of the box but this is because this is all corporate right mm-hmm. so all these people who, who pretend <coughs> like they're breaking new ground and like pretend, the Zorro one or, or, or pretend that we'll get there mm-hmm. uh, who pretend like they're they're doing all this uh, mind-bendingly new and uh, brave stuff you're like you're parroting the the same message that every fortune 500 company in the world is 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 parroting right now. Mm-hmm. You're not brave and new. You're just par- you're just uh, following the following the mainstream narrative. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But yeah. don't act like you're doing something brave and new. You're yeah. just well. It's also stupid that like right now, um, social media especially like they're advocating for people to be ugly and advocating for things to be ugly. They said ugly. It's okay. <sighs> I'm good with that. Yes. Hey, shut Let's up. Do this. Like, never mind. Shut I'm, jumping, up, I'm jumping on that bandwagon. We're doing this. No, like there was this, um, I was watching Matt Walsh where he was reacting to this TikTok and it's like this girl, she's so pretty. And like, she grew up where people were like, oh my God, you're so pretty. You're such a pretty girl. And then like, she gained a little bit weight and they're like, oh, what happened? You gained a little bit weight. Like you used to be a little bit prettier. And then like slowly, like her whole image like decreased and she became more ugly well like ugly to normal people i'm how you interpret ugly yeah yeah subjective yeah but she was like so proud of how she looked but she gained so much weight she cut off all her beautiful long hair like for me i like it when women like when you've matched the long hair with your face shape like Mm. that's what i like because some women can pull off long, um, long hair and short hair it's just the matter of like how your face shape is but then then she cut off all her hair and then she started putting like piercings all over her face right. and like she became something that wasn't what we see uh, in society that's pretty because like I feel like this is why social media is such like poison to your brain because like they're advocating things that like before we wouldn't see as pretty we'll see it's very weird or like out of the box I get it that you want to be expressing yourself a different way but like as like how I said like artwork in like the fashion industry where you're kind of disappointed because nobody has creativity they they rather do like ugly things like you remember when it first started with the the stress look where they started cutting like your jeans to have like holes in it like for me I feel like it's because like people are lazy and they don't know what to do anymore but even then it's not like they did that uh, Mm -hmm. any like willy nilly yeah that word willy nilly on the gene that was at specific points at the knee at certain parts of the calf it's literally now there's a there's a mm -hmm. formula to that yeah Mm -hmm. i think with all of these things like we want to or at least i would want to advocate Mm -hmm. for liberty if you want to you know you choose to look horrendous. You choose to do things that, that are flattering. That is your choice. That's your choice. That's cool. But I yeah. think the human brain is wired to seek and be fulfilled by things that are beautiful. Mm, that's it right. doesn't necessarily have to be the way you look. You don't have to change. And again, with 
we have to separate what we see as like personal beauty physical mm-hmm. beauty you know those can be there are a lot of different ways that people can be beautiful mm-hmm. that are flattering to themselves without changing to the standard or what's yeah. trendy right yeah but architecture art you know the things around us music like mm-hmm. beauty is inherently fulfilling for humans and to deny that in hopes of seeking some sort of satisfaction in mm-hmm. political statement is just never going to work it's nope. not but okay so quick question to like round up this whole segment um you know how you brought up the gala's name was america how would you do it it was, if, the, like, met gala. It was the met, met gala's gala. theme yeah, i don't remember bad. the title but it, it was basically american themed yeah so if it was american theme instead of what they did what how would you do it because like it's more costume well there was like one woman mm-hmm. wore this really interesting dress i believe it was out of an alexander mcqueen dress that mm-hmm. was the it was like a big wired kind of hoop you know the way like yeah. a hoop skirt looks it was like yeah. that and had these really big beautiful ribbons and mm-hmm. it made the american flag but at the bottom it was distressed which is an interesting commentary mm-hmm. right she's making a comment that with America's, this sort of mm-hmm. um grungy punky americana and i don't know mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be but it was it was the most on target dress of the night for me and also mm-hmm. it was i still think about it it's interesting it's got mm-hmm. structural elements that are interesting even if you don't agree with the statement mm-hmm. whatever it's trying to say is interesting yeah um I think that people are afraid to to make statements and mm-hmm. also in the opposite with the award shows, well, I if don't you think, make too big of a mm-hmm. statement, you're not going to get the accolades. You know, you'll automatically mm-hmm. be disqualified. Well, I don't think people are afraid to make statements. It just has to follow along the lines. It will other people like it mm-hmm. too. I don't think they're afraid to like They're asking know, to mm-hmm. be looked at as brave while spare, while saying something that they know other people will already like. Right. Yeah. Or you don't hear the statements that people would mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. if they had the freedom to. Like if you weren't living for the if you were a director and you weren't making a movie, if if mm-hmm. the studio looked at you and said I do not care if you win a single award at mm. all. You know, my fa- one of my favorite movies, Moneyball, if they looked mm. at you and had the equivalent of he gets on base, like yeah. as long as people come to see your movie, I do not care if every critic hates it, yeah. mm-hmm. what would you be empowered to make? Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about this. Female this is, Zorro. This female Zorro. Uh, speaking of something that will probably win a Become lot of awards trash. And, and not be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um this is uh, first yeah. of all there's two Zorro shows being made right now there's mm-hmm. another one being made through Disney with Wilmer Valderrama from that 70s show mm-hmm. that's from that 70s show um, I don't know like where the marketing departments are like Zorro's in, just suddenly just back in I, I love it I, I love the you idea that, uh, that just somebody's like you know it's gonna be hot this year Zorro <laughs> Maybe it's because like 2022 has so many twos and the Z is sort of like a two. That could be. Oh man, they're already losing out on their marketing opportunity to have the 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 flaming letter Z as the two, the zero, and the two and the two. Oh my god, mm-hmm. Zorro drama with female lead from Robert and Rebecca Rodriguez, Shantretta, and propagate in propagate propagate in works at the CW. So propagate is the production studio. I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> Zorro is headed to the CW. There was your first mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, the the young skewing network has put in development a gender swapping swapped reimagining of the classic masked vigilante character from filmmaker Robert Rodriguez and writer Rebecca Rod- and writer director Rebecca Rodriguez, Sean Tretta and Ben Silverman and Howard T. Owens propagate CBS Studios where Propagate uh, has a deal in the studio. This is a new incarnation of the project which is in development which was in development at M- 
NBC last year. I remember that for the 20, it was like being cycled through for the 2020 to 2021 um, pilot season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember like uh, some people made videos on it, but I remember hearing this. I'm like, that's such a bad idea. It's just such a bad idea. Like the, first of all, you would have to have the absolute most perfect casting in the world. It would have to be the most charismatic actress because uh, he's a uh, the character of Zorro is a charismatic dude, right? Yep. And it doesn't really lend itself to being swapped, in my opinion. Uh, but that's a, the worst is they're using the term Latinx, yep. um, which is proven to be uh, divisive at best mm-hmm. uh, among amongst audiences. It says, Brett, there's a stink bug on your thing. Where? Which one? The side? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's closer to your face, guys. Breaking news! <laughs> breaking news! Brett has a stink bug that wants to be his pet. Should I not have said anything? That one named uh, Samuel. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I hear the story of Robert... Okay, so it says, co-penned by the trio and directed and to be directed by Rebecca Rodriguez and Zorro, a young Latinx woman um, seeks, seeking vengeance for her father's murder, joins a secret society and adopts the outlaw persona of Zorro. Not Zorina, apparently. They're Couldn't gonna they have said Latina there? Because then they immediately they identified her they as don't use they don't, the pronouns no, like they're, that they're, anymore. They're going they're trying to erase uh uh the language. You can't say Latin, I guess. You, uh, but it's so dumb. Andy and I had a conversation about the word Latinx. You know how like Mexico has the letter X and in the Spanish language, X is not pronounced nope like x how the english language is it's pronounced like an h mm-hmm. or it's silent so it's latin h when you're speaking uh, <laughs> yeah exactly it's legend it's so dumb like people don't think about this so this is just proving to you that the people making the show are so disconnected from mm-hmm. the you know your core because there's no way you don't make the show and think of your core all these companies uh, what i'm saying here is not any type of uh bold statement these companies think of demographic think in the terms of demographics target audiences be it age gender uh you know location superman and lois uh does well in flyover country because it Mm -hmm. predicts small it it, uh shows small town america yeah um the wire did really well Mm -hmm. i'm sure on the coasts because it shows uh rugged city life stuff like that Mm -hmm. so they think in these terms they think in the term of metrics so they're not thinking of this as like we want to tell a great story and zorro just happens to be it they're thinking We've got this demographic we want to uh, we want to capture, but we don't understand how to reach them. Let's go with a pro- what old properties can we mine for for stu- right. for content? They can't create something new. Encanto is something new. Yeah, I um, like that one Mo- a lot. Moana is a great example of something new that reached a new culture mm-hmm. that people absolutely adore. Well, but, do you think that mm-hmm. like they fail to use these changes as um, advancements for the plot? Or do you, like, is that why sometimes, like, things will start off maybe strong, but then they fall apart because they make these changes without thinking about what the implications are? They're thinking of the implications. I I don't think they care. I I don't Mm -hmm. think, I I think there's too much money to be made through uh, various government funding that goes into stuff like Mm -hmm. this, like ESGs. We won't get into that too heavy, but uh, I don't think they really care. I think they they think in the terms of broad strokes and uh, what is currently modern and in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this worked in the past because the news cycle was slower and culture in general shifted much more uh, at a much slower pace. Mm-hmm. Now culture shifts so rapidly and we are so well connected to one another that when somebody like, can you imagine, I, I think they said maybe 3% of uh, the community uh, within the community use the term Latinx or have ever Ugh. even heard of it. 
and most think of it as an offensive slur. Yeah. Uh, and then still using it in your press packet for the mm-hmm. show. Uh, Do you think... Oh, sorry. I just... Okay. Could you clarify for me? Is this the story of Zorro, it, but now it's female. Zorro is female? Or yes. is this like Zorro's daughter? Nope. It, no, it's, it's, it's... She adopts the mantle of Zorro. Uh, I don't know how it will connect to the original. Uh, hmm. it's, her dad is murdered. Uh, so it, the two who made the 2000 movie. Let's... Um, Brett searching love. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look up. The I don't know. I feel like we should play the Jeopardy music. Because it was Antonio Banderas. <laughs> it was Antonio Banderas who did it, I believe. Yeah, yeah, in two th- in nineteen ninety. It was a big deal. And I mean, it was mm-hmm. a Martin Campbell movie. So Martin Campbell directed Goldeneye and Casino Royale, which were both very successful relaunches of the Bond franchise. Uh, a young thief seeks revenge for his brother's death. Is trained by the once great aging Zorro, who is pursuing his own vengeance. Mm-hmm. So. So Zoro's become Zoro's. Yes. Like Zoro's, uh, it's like an apprenticeship. But in yeah. this, uh, she takes up the mantle of Zoro to she avenge just takes her father. It. She's like, who? screw you. The, well, where the, does she know it from? They they say it's a young Latinx woman. We don't know who it is. Um, she just takes it. She's like, I don't need to be trained. And they will, a lot will change, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, Tretta, who also will serve as showrunner and Robert and Rebecca Rodriguez. The only reason you should have any uh, faith for this is Robert Rodriguez is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rebecca Rodriguez, that's his sister, I, I She's uh, she did a couple episodes of Doom Patrol. She did a couple episodes of the Snowpiercer TV show, not the not the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a, in one episode of Minds NC. Like it depends if, if all they're involved with. If all Robert Rodriguez is involved with is uh, as a producer, that doesn't give me any hope because that's not really going to to change much. As a director, he could have great influence on it, but it's a CW show. How much of it's going to really shine through? The budget won't be there to, to reach people the way that he would in his movies. So, uh, Rebecca, it says, Robert Rodriguez was attached to direct The Mask of Zorro and cast Antonio Banderas as the title role before leaving the feature project. In TV, he currently serves as executive producer on Disney Plus' The Book of Boba Fett, which is also not doing as well as it could. Mm-hmm. He previously developed and executive produced the series adaptation of From Dust Till Dawn. That's one of his famous, mm-hmm. uh, those famous movies. Uh, and he did the TV adaptation of that. I never saw the TV adaptation. The, mus- uh, the movie is fantastic. He's also well known, I think he's for, for Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, so, but in I general. I remember that one. <laughs> And Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, and then, and so the fr- now I just want to, here's the first comment. It says, you can tell that no one in this production uh, are, uh, that no one in this production are truly Latinos. I am laughing so hard. They, do they not know that if it's a female lead, it's Lazora, uh, a very well-known insult to wi- uh, to women. Uh, it's a it's like <laughs> it's calling an insult. A f- he says, yeah. if it's a female lead, uh, will be a Lazora. Uh, again, I'm. <laughs> Uh, we I, forgive I, your Spanish. I, I say I say that without any uh, talent in, in the language. Uh, I took sign language as a kid. Uh, a very well known insult to women. It's like calling her a skank. <laughs> but maybe this is part of the like don't slut shame pro. Yeah. I'm guessing whatever. that well, culture. You know the feminist, they probably didn't even occur to them. Yeah, yeah, but the feminist community they're trying to take back the word slut. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. It's so dumb. It says great. Another show in the CW that no one watches and has a rating of zero point zero and two hundred thousand viewers. Where does the 
SCW get their money? Because uh, I feel like it's, 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 every other, like they have a couple hits that are funding all of their like The budgets are, are smaller than that of a regular mm-hmm. TV show. Uh, I do know that... Um, it's a supernatural like playing the... Well, and they had, <laughs> like I think Gilmore Girls started on the CW yeah, and did. that was a massive hit. Superman and Lois oh, or, and One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill CW. did. They had Gossip a moment Girl, there. Pretty Little Liars. Back before they pretty tried little to... Pretty Liars was ABC Family, not CW. But I feel like I CW they, had some hits mm. before that they were good at reaching Disney. young people mm. and now they're like we'll get into politics and that will reach young people and you're like no you're missing the whole point yep. Superman and Lois their viewers went up from the season one finale to the season two premiere mm-hmm. it did like they did like 800,000 in the season one finale and they went up to 1.1 million uh, in the season two premiere uh, Bat and it was uh, Naomi mm-hmm. which I uh, now granted your season premiere numbers are always going to be a little bit are, are always going to be higher uh, did 820,000 which is much better than Batwoman did yeah um, so there's shows that can get the numbers it's sustaining them mm-hmm. that's very very difficult and I it's like I said nobody has anybody seen the Walker Texas Rangers show that's on CBS no there's that, a Walker Texas yes, Rangers there, show yes a, 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 a with one of the kids from uh, Supernatural, uh, oh. yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, does anybody watch this stuff? No, like, not not really. Like, the I think uh, on an average episode, they'll get like for some of these shows, get like three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty thousand viewers. That's mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. It's it's insane. Like, who? What are the advertising? Pay, what are the advertisers paying for this? Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> and then all the comments are uh, are basically talking about this doesn't need to be done it says people get paid millions of dollars for saying let's make it a woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm dying that it's actually like an insult like that's so funny yeah it's uh uh, it's just uh, so all this is, now the who knows maybe the ABC maybe the the Disney one with Wilmer Valderrama could be good mm-hmm. like who knows I just think that in, it is funny they have two like competing Zoros because it's up. it's in the public domain yeah I believe so yeah but like they weren't they didn't do a quick you know research and be like is someone else in production with this and well, they're like no they're we'll like, just release a bunch of them it's a woman so it's different yeah. so it's uh, so it's just funny because nobody buys this anymore when they read the stuff and and they see that they're gender swapping characters for no reason mm-hmm. like, Do you think, like maybe she's gonna be a sex worker and that's where like this insult thing comes in sorry to interrupt I don't, you I don't think so that would be a no. good storyline like her father would, got killed because like he yeah. found out she was working at the cat house and like, like you tried to help her and mm-hmm. her pimp kills him and then she becomes yeah then again this Lizora. is the network that made kung fu the uh, very bad so uh that yeah i i personally i have little to no hope for this it might be the first show that we choose here that we hate watch mm-hmm. like we watch and review because it's bad well that's why i did for um hawkeye yeah but i liked the first four episodes and you hated uh so no like, i like I like that one part where they actually were human yeah, for once. The one part. In, yeah. In, okay. So <laughs> we'll see how it comes out. Like, I, I don't really have any faith that something like that actually ends up any good, but you know, take it as it may. They could surprise us. Mm-hmm. I will, I will leave the door open. Sure. See, everyone wants me to be like more bombastic and be like, it's going to be the worst thing ever. It probably will, but you never know. They, they could surprise us. That's it, true. Is like that how fence c- really comfortable, Brett? The yes, fence? it is. It hurts, actually. Oh, it hurts a little bit. Just yeah. To, uh, there's a, a thing of milk and toast over there mm-hmm. um, that I'm sitting on. So <laughs> uh, I say we talk about Kanye West. Yep. The most uh, surprising person ever. We are into to Podluck. Uh, this is funny. I want like, like an intro song for Podluck. Da, so. da, 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 da. Da. 
Pablock. Not bad. Thank you. Uh, it says uh, Kanye West under investigation for criminal battery charges. Ugh. That is uh, very sad. I also, and I just saw a thing the other day of him like uh, smooching with uh, Julia Fox. And well, it's funny because like they interviewed Kim Kardashian. She's like, I wish that Kiki can move on. She's like, so you won't be sitting outside my house in a fake bu- in a fake bush. Mm-hmm. I love Kanye. <laughs> he's like dating someone else, releasing some stuff, also buys house next to ex-wife. Like, he's, yeah. he's fantastic. He's all over the place. He's he, the best. He's going to go to Russia. He's oh just going to go to Russia. Yeah, and, like and his managed so much going on. He's going to go to Russia and do his Sunday sermon and it's going to be amazing. Oh it's gonna, like the guy just, he's endless. Like no wonder people love him. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Kanye is a little bit extra yep. it says, in it the mind. Kanye West is named a suspect uh, on an alleged battery early Thursday morning. TMZ has learned. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement sources tell us that uh, Yee got into some sort of argument that allegedly turned physical around 3 a.m. in downtown Los Angeles. We were told the incident occurred near the Soho warehouse. We do not know if Yee was at a Soho before the incident, but given the time, it seems likely. I'm assuming the Soho warehouse is a club. Yeah. Uh, we're told uh, Kanye allegedly pushed someone. The case is being investigated as misdemeanor battery, a crime that carries a maximum jail sentence of six months. Just chan- pushing somebody? The, the chances of Kanye West going to jail for six months for pushing someone are roughly the same of me like somebody just growing to be six feet tall didn't Dave Chappelle have a story about how like he got into a disagreement with someone at a club or something like that and then the person like recognized who he was and like sued him for money because they're like you have some like yeah that's what's happening I don't I mean obviously battery and like assault charges aren't anything to just like laugh about these are alleged we don't know but like Mm -hmm. what are the chances someone like launched himself at Kanye Kanye pushes him off and he's like Got gotcha you now. Exactly. Where's like, my payout? Exactly. He's like, uh, that's that. I, it would be horrible to be a celebrity. People just know that they can like. Uh, well, I wonder if that's why they have so much security at times. It's both for their mm-hmm. protection, but it, it's but for their physical you protection have a as bug well. Right as on your their, mic. <gasps> Hello, where are you? Oh, okay. Um, I, back <laughs> back to serious. I'm a professional. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they have um security both for their physical protection but also so that like they always have a witness with them so no one can be like they 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 punched me in the face it's like no they did not exactly so it says we've obtained video of an irate kanye shot sometime between wednesday night and thursday morning you hear kanye yell did y'all say that or not did y'all say that or not Mm because that's what happened right effing now uh, early this morning, Yeezy was uh, Yee was uh, partying at Delilah Club in WeHo. I don't know where WeHo is. With West girlfriend, Hollywood. West Hollywood. Okay, with Julia Fox. He left and drove off alone. Julia stayed at the club. Oh no, that could be a She's bad. Got sign. stuff to do. That's mm-hmm. got. That could be a bad sign. We've reached out to Kanye so far. No word back. Does is there ever a word sent back? Is it ever like we reach out for comment and they had this to so, say? Sometimes they do. Um, which as a writer and a reporter that is is always nice but yes. um, in this sense i don't know why he would comment it to the press before he would comment on it like through a lawyer yeah mm-hmm. so it's just the so that uh, it's a yeah so he, this is from that same night that they were out it says uh, Kanye West is clearly working to send a message to Kim Kardashian showing some PDA with his new girlfriend Julia Fox less than 24 hours after Kim and Pete Davidson got cozy on their own date night. It's literally like we're watching hate dates like where they're like 
does she see me? Does she see me? Like in Cobra, is she looking? Is she looking? In Cobra mm-hmm. Kai season four, uh, they go to prom, or is that yeah? It was in season yeah, four. Yeah, it's in prom. And, and and like both couples are like uh, they they're like there with like their partner, and but they want to make the other person jealous. So yeah. they're both couples are like staring back at the other couple, trying to make the other couple jealous. Have That's, you ever done that, Brett? Have you ever dated someone to make your ex jealous? No. But you've that pause you though. Have mm. they done it to you? Has that happened? Um, I have no idea. Maybe. That's, if they did, they don't know me very well. Why you say that? I am too cool for school. Okay. Well, some people, like, if they... That's not true. I'm not it just, like, cool doesn't engage you, right? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, if you want to be someone else, fine, be with someone no. else. Well, would do, uh, like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, most of my relationships, once it's, once it's cut off, it's cut off. And it's like, uh, like uh, I, we have a coworker here uh, who is, like, on very good terms with all his exes. Like, they all speak very highly of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's awesome. But, like, for me, it, it never ended on bad terms. But, like, once you go on about your life, you go on about your life. Maybe you talk once in a while. But never answer that, how you do in tech. Like, how have you been at two in the morning text? Yeah. Never answer it. It's a bad idea. Oh, really? It's a, it's a bad idea Why? what happens yeah what happens if it's coming from an ex it's bad things happen things that cause uh uh in what what, what did jada pinkett smith call it an entanglement yeah it causes entanglements ah never get the 3 a.m text and to how you doing it's awful like, like what if it's a stranger do you think what definitely don't answer that time. <laughs> what oh. are you talking about <laughs> we're not talking about that yeah but in the context of this it is funny like i'm imagining kim and kanye are both like it feels like Kim's like, oh my god, just leave me alone. And Kanye's like, girl, I need you back. Girl, Kimberly, I need you. He does. He does. So, mm. okay, now I want you to tell me about this story, the one that you suggested here. Okay. Okay. Uh, how do you pronounce this word? Pronovius. 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 Uh, wants brides to wear their gowns again and again with Second Life Initiative. Now, well, this is a little I bit like that idea because Japan has secondhand stores where they do that too. There's a popular one in the US right now, a website called Still White. You can mm-hmm. buy secondhand wedding dress for. So this yeah. is like, uh, you were talking earlier about making statements. Mm-hmm. This feels like something where you do it to make a statement. You buy your wedding dress secondhand to make a, dis- a comment about disposability or about... Uh, yeah yeah uh about disposability or uh you know the uh, what weddings mean uh mm-hmm. so yeah well this brand did and mentioned it in the article um they they do have some uh an eco-friendly initiative right mm-hmm. they're like we're doing this no. as p- sort of a green effort the other part is sorry do you want to no go do ahead you want me to explain go, it yeah mm-hmm. so pronovius is a um luxury that's what they call themselves a luxury wedding dress line they make dresses their dresses range from i think maybe a thousand dollars up to maybe five thousand dollars so uh definitely to me that seems like a financial commitment Mm -hmm. and they announced that they'll be uh sort of uh refashioning some of the dresses they already have to make new designs so not getting new material but repurposing something that already exists Mm -hmm. as well as offering an alteration service so if miracle buys a dress she can uh wear it again maybe get it shorter do whatever and it doesn't necessarily have to be for a bound rule. It's just mm-hmm. something to do. Again, people will spend money on wedding dresses that then sit in their closet for yeah, ever. Forever. Or yeah. maybe their daughter wears it. Maybe they sell it to a friend. I feel like there's a stink bug on me. No, you're good. Um, you're good. It's just your hand. But ultimately, the uh, this trend is interesting to me, this, this business decision, because mm-hmm. in over the course of the pandemic, over the last two years, 
wedding the wedding industry has been devastated i mean I yeah so the average wedding i looked it up costs between nineteen thousand to twenty eight thousand dollars mm-hmm. which is you know a car yeah and if you want to spend that money i'm not shaming you you know have a good time but a what and the average wedding cost dress costs about two and a half thousand dollars so the idea that you could repurpose it for something else and it's not uh if maybe i'll save it we'll see what happens yeah, yeah decisions might encourage people to keep buying dresses at it's this like a prices. really expensive version of your iphone box that you save even though mm-hmm. you know for sure you're never going to use well, it for anything i would yeah. argue it's worse than that like men often for weddings rent their suits or tux or whatever mm-hmm. but men can wear a suit that they get tailor-made to them over and over and over and over and over again barring major weight losses or anything else yeah yep. whereas if i spend five thousand two to five thousand dollars on a wedding dress i will wear it one time mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. wild it's a memory i think it's so mm-hmm. interesting that they made this i wonder if it's a sign that they are not getting the customers as smaller weddings or elopements became the norm because mm-hmm. people couldn't plan weddings in advance yeah or if it's just a sign that they are in the way that some uh, movies are casting people based on diversity to meet political correctness, mm-hmm. if they are trying to be like, oh, we're not fast fashion, which essentially wedding dresses are. Mm-hmm. Fast fashion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, um, I don't know. I like the idea of reusing dresses like to other outfits, but like, um, as I said, like in Asia, they have these like secondhand stores where you can buy um, these dresses. Like um, one of my favorite YouTubers, at the end she eloped and she didn't wear uh, a wedding dress. She wore, her name is Taylor R. You can find her on YouTube. <gasps> I love Taylor R. Yes, Wait, thank Wait, I you. know you liked her. That's so I cool. love her so much. She's so cool, okay. I love her so much and I'm so happy that she's finally having her baby. I know, her whole fertility journey, oh, makes me like emotional. I'm so happy for her and Tom, especially like after what happened with Tom. She was like, I'm staying with my man. Yeah, yeah, I know, she's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she, um, she had a wedding dress that she was looking at. She was looking at certain dresses and there was one that she really want i'm looking at brett because i'm like you gotta catch you up on this yeah so she was looking at this one dress that was dated from 1920s and i thought it was like the cutest thing ever but at the end she eloped and she wore a pantsuit that was like a hot pantsuit hot pink yeah yeah hot pink one and then like her husband was wearing a he's also wearing a suit he looks great and every year on their anniversary she puts the suit back on and wears it and she can wear it more casually because Mm -hmm. it's like if you saw someone in a pink suit, you might be like, oh, bold choice. But you would yeah. be like, why are you wearing a ball gown out yeah. to lunch? Um, yeah, but like, um, I don't know. It's the same thing with like prom dresses too. Like once you wear it, like you don't wear it again unless like, uh, because my prom dress was actually two pieces. I had like a see-through black top and then the bottom part was like this flowy um, skirt. And I feel like I can wear it again, but like other girls who buy these elaborate gowns, they can never wear it again. Same thing with like the wedding dresses. I'm sorry we like geeked out over Taylor R. She's so great. She's yeah. the one who created the Christmas tree nose trend. <laughs> that was She's so awesome. She's and really then the feather um the feather eyebrow trend too. It was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And she like her whole story, like how she became Taylor R is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. She's a really interesting mm-hmm. person and she's a good study of like YouTubers who use mm-hmm. viral, but not all that to say. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in the wedding industry in the yeah. next couple of years and, you know, culture and marriage may evolve as that goes mm-hmm. on. But mm-hmm. I think especially the retail aspects of the wedding industry are mm-hmm. yeah cool. well also a lot of people want to do like traditional wedding dresses now like of their culture so mm-hmm. like they 
I feel like those are kind of booming now. And then not a lot of women are wearing the traditional white anymore. Like if you're familiar with the TV show that we watched recently, um, Selling Sunset, uh, Christina's wedding, she had a black wedding dress because like she wanted to be outside of the norm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. And then I did like, uh, I just Googled like how much does it cost to have a wedding on average? And this is like from 2021. I don't know if it's accurate to yours, but they said in state of Maryland, the average is like $33,800. It varies by state. California mm-hmm. and New York have more expensive. Somewhere like mm-hmm. Nebraska would be less expensive. I don't know. Brett, how would you dream of your ideal wedding? Uh, I don't think of such things ever. What about a wedding cake? Uh, I don't think of such things ever. But I am fascinated hearing you guys talk about it because it's like it's just it's. I'm a dude. I don't mm -hmm. think about this stuff. Like if uh, it's like it's like a there's like a Chris Rock skit where he's like Mm -hmm. guys don't get married we surrender. Yeah. It's like he's like fine I'll marry you just tell me the day before I'll be there. Damn. I hate stuff like that. Like I would want to marry someone who's like yes I also want to make this commitment. Like uh, if you're dragging I hate the. I'm talking to two people where I'm not committed. You know what I mean? Like if I was like maybe if I was in a relationship with someone and then that was going to start happening I still see it as being one of those where I'd be like, oh my God, this is such a financial headache. Mm-hmm. And because your your goal as the guy is to make sure that she has what she wants. the best mm-hmm. day of her life. Mm-hmm. And what she She's wants is for princess. you both. She wants you both to have the best day of your life. But mm-hmm. does she really care whether you enjoy it? Maybe. But really what she wants is for it to go off without a hitch and to be everything that she imagined, yeah. right? I think mm-hmm. the hard thing about weddings is so often they're for your guests right now. Yeah. And that's honorable. Like that's part of hosting something, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if that is not your goal to host a party then when you rethink of it from the purpose of like i'm making this commitment i'm making this marriage like do i want to be in debt because i had to pay for a party and a two and a half thousand dollar dress guys are gonna i'm going to think more economically and be like is this a financial burden we as a it's like the people are like don't give me a, an expensive wedding give me a down payment for a house right so like, like I said what I told that's what I told my ex the marine like I told him the reason why I don't want a wedding ring or like um or a wedding right now it's because like I'd rather have a house if you propose to me with a house right. that we own I'll love you forever that'd be so and, cool um the guy like after him like he's my ex friend but he asked me oh if I proposed to you with a house would you accept it and I was like yeah bitch I think that shows like I'm building a future with you not one day I also Mm -hmm. think that like 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 I said before if you're gonna if in your wedding attire budget Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be 90% of it goes to her dress when men can actually re-wear suits or whatever you buy for them like that doesn't make any financial sense why is this our cultural norm well it's I feel like it's because like how back then like the whole tradition thing where like um basically you're just marrying off like your princess and like the whole tradition with the white and something blue something you are not a princess your father lied to you <laughs> i don't know but, i wish like, i knew that comedian's name mm-hmm. so i could give him some recognition but it's so funny because like throughout a woman's life like depending what culture or like if you're a regular standard um person like your sweet 16 is like your biggest party ever or um quinceaneras or like jewish like your bars mitzvah I mean, Batsmissa. Sorry, my bad. Bart uh, Simpson. Sorry. But yeah, and then like the Filipinos, they celebrate the 18th birthday. Like, um, then it just after that, like when you pass those ages, like you don't celebrate anything else other than your 21st birthday. That's why women like go big and beyond like for their weddings because that's the only time they feel youthful and beautiful because after you get married and you have your kids, they don't tell you about having kids. You know, like, how you have 
these like <laughs> ma'am like, where is this conversation going? like you know that body that you had and you could you could eat like anything you want or if you're on the pudgier side with me that's out of the door but babies blow up your body that's why they're like i need to celebrate how i look like now where i'm still beautiful and people still want me cool but don't spend i mean if you want to maybe but maybe don't spend i don't know but or no, no. get a dress from this company pronovius so you mm-hmm. can get them to no offer i for agree you. with you that's why like for me i'm like to start out the whole idea of weddings because like it's just not financially like that's I don't smart. think you can throw it all out, but like let's let's rethink about. Well, or we... you can just have somebody ordain your wedding, like Seamus. I think he can ordain a wedding for us. Mm-hmm. No, Chris, Chris Poole can. Yep. Yeah, he has a license for it. Yep. <laughs> and it's this weird. Why? I don't know. He just had it. He's like, I just. Oh, it's because one of his relatives. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what? Why did he give me that look? I didn't give you. I gave you no look. Oh, okay but yeah let's wrap it up sorry i got excited about taylor r thank you for bringing it up that's yep, awesome that's, you it up. Uh, okay uh guys that is uh thank you for coming on today yeah uh, hannah, hannah claire why don't you let everyone know where they can find you on social media you can find me uh on instagram at mm-hmm. hannah claire.b you can find me on twitter at hc brimlow maybe dot brimlow oh. Uh, is I that really there, your last maybe name? If you, maybe if you follow me, I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also find me at timcosta.com. I'm part of the news team. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Miracle, let everyone know your social media. I don't have social media because it rots your brain. That is that is true. Okay, Guys, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Brett Dasvik on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I post skating stuff every day and I talk pop culture in my stories. Send me a message. We'll discuss stuff. You can find the podcast full episodes available on Spotify, on Pandora, on Amazon Music and on Apple Podcasts. And if you go to YouTube.com and check out the podcasts, uh, we have a clips channel there and we have each of the segments and every one of these videos goes up and there's a link to the Spotify playlist in the description of all those videos. Go to the YouTube page, like it, share the videos, comment on them, subscribe, please. We would appreciate that. Turn the bell notification on, as they say. If you want to follow the channel on social media, you can follow us on TikTok and on Facebook at Pop Culture at at Pop Culture Crisis, and we are also on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore show. Mm-hmm. We will be back for a new episode on Monday. We're going to have a review of the first three episodes of Peacemaker and more to talk about with pop culture and movies. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.